a podcast by Cipra. Il podcast della Cipra. Le podcast della Cipra. Der Cipra podcast. Ciprim podcast. Interviews, background talks and voices from all alpine countries. Listen to this and more in the podcast of the International Commission for the Protection of the Alps. www.cipra.org/podcast. What are my resources and what are yours? Which ones are in danger and which ones are our lives dependent on? What resources does it take to make a change towards sustainable development in the Alps? The Zipra project Resources was tackling these questions by bringing people from different alpine countries to work together. Meanwhile, Job Shadowing gave 24 participants the opportunity to work for one of the partner organizations in the Alps for three to seven days. In this way, the project strengthened exchanges and learning between the organizations. Young people gained an insight into the working world of an NGO and expanded their professional network. One of these young people is Polona Sakrasek. Polona is 24 years old and from Slovenia. She did a bachelor in geography in Ljubljana, but is currently staying in Prague in Czech Republic for one more year, doing her master's degree in forestry, water and landscape management. During the summer, she was doing field work in forest ecology and mountain forests. My colleague Maja Matthias interviewed Polona about her experiences within the resources project and job shadowing at Zipra International. Thank you for taking time for this interview. What are your personal resources for your commitment to environmental and alpine protection? Well, a bit comes from just my love for nature. As part of, I guess, even Slovenian culture, we have it that we really like going hiking, going into nature. We're really connected with our forests because like 60% of Slovenia is covered by forests. So I feel like this deep type of connection with nature. Uh, and I guess when you know something and you love something, you really feel like you want to protect it. Um, but it's not just about the natural resources. It's also about the human resources. Um, so yeah, I guess there's also this community type of um, feeling like when you feel included somewhere and um, you want to develop the community or work with them or yeah i don't know if you remember but do you know when when did you hear first about zipra and maybe second about the resource project can you remember yeah i think i heard about zipra actually quite a while ago because i was studying a geography department and even um, one of our professors is involved with zipra uh, so I've heard and like seen about some um, local events from Cipra Slovenia, um, I guess as far as four years ago, but I wasn't able to join any of them. And then finally, two years ago, uh, there's this recurring event, uh, at least in Cipra Slovenia, Fire in the Alps. Mm -hmm. um, and that one was organized and the main topic of it was uh, protecting um, mountain forests and like uh, forest resources. 
and it was about like taking care of the forests. So that sounded like a really interesting topic to me. So I applied and then I even wrote in our student association group and got three more people to join me. So then we went for the event and I really enjoyed it. So after that, uh, my friend and I, we decided to just uh, become members in Cyprus, Slovenia. And after that, Katerina from Cyprus, Slovenia, she wrote us that uh, there's this new project that just started, if we'd be interested to join in, and that was the resources project. So I joined actually in December 2020, I think it was, yeah, um, for the first two at that time, online meetings that we had. So that's where I heard more about the resource project. And then the first live activity that was like transnational activity. I took part in the meeting in Biela in Italy in the mm -hmm. summer of 2021. And after that, there was another meeting just this year in Innsbruck in Austria. It was um, a workshop on uh, becoming a climate risk facilitator. So you did a lot of activities in the project. Yeah. So maybe you can describe a little bit your experiences, maybe one of these meetings, what did you do there? And yeah, how was the exchange with the other people? Yeah, I mean, what we were doing there, it's always so many things going on that it's hard to even pinpoint a single one. But always, I think the best part is just to meet so many new people because there's always new people joining in. But on the other hand, there's also like sometimes you meet someone and then you keep meeting them year after year. And that's also super nice that, you know, you can be from two different places and then you will meet in a third place or somewhere completely different. And yeah, we were discussing topics about um, natural resources, about human resources, but it's hard to, like, for instance, say what we were talking about in 2021. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Uh, and then this year on the meeting, yeah, we uh, had a workshop on how to become climate risk facilitators. And that was a really interesting workshop because first we took part as participants, but then we were actually trained on how to facilitate the workshop for other people. Can you maybe describe what this um, workshop is about that you learn to facilitate? In a nice way, it's a card game where a group of participants need to find the solutions step by step. And as a facilitator, you only like kind of guide them through it, but they are the ones that actually find the solutions. And the cards are showing on one side, like the basis, the scientific facts about climate change. And you kind of need to make the connection from causes and what's the um, like outcomes, for instance, like greenhouse gases and how that relates to like higher temperature and so on so yeah um that was really interesting to kind of have everything in the end like on one desk and you just see the whole outline of how everything is connected what do you take out of the project what new things did you learn or take home well i've been like involved with the projects um, almost from the beginning. I didn't even realize that before that also the 
firing the Alps event was also part of the resource project. So I've been here for so long, like two years, that a lot of things have happened in these two years. And I feel like I've also like noticed some of my like personal changes in how I see different things, how I interact with people with nature, where I see myself going in future and so on. So it has contributed to me even like on a personal level. I mean, I've been committed to like working with nature before, you know, but when you get to meet people and see like each of the people, they come from a different area in the Alps, they own, uh, they all have their own stories or they see something that's happening in their area that you wouldn't even consider and maybe their um, their type of solution is a different approach than what you're familiar with so like it's really just about exchanging uh, different points of views different practices and that seems really valuable to me even from my field of uh, studies I feel like this is like um, extra knowledge that I'm not able to receive in classroom. Even if we do like uh, field trips, the transnationality really um, brings a lot more richness to um, your point of view. And then you get to meet people and make new connections. And yeah, it's that's also a really important part of it, I guess. Just meeting different people with different perspectives and also like all the workshops that were led there like each of them brought some new insights and were you also able to bring in your knowledge and your background from your study yeah for sure uh i mean even though i currently study forestry i still feel like i'm a geographer and i will always be one so uh from that point of view you know like geography is a science where you just try to take everything in and um make something out of that you know just to see some topic from all different viewpoints so Yeah, it's always interesting to see like from the side of nature and science and then the human activities and like the community side and how everything interacts with each other, you know, because mm -hmm. there are like natural resources and human resources and they are like interacting with each other all the time. So that's, yeah, what feels interesting to me and were there also things during the workshops that you didn't like so much we are happy to get some feedback as well so we can improve also well there's people coming from all the different countries so sometimes language barriers can be a thing if not everyone is fluent in the same language that we're trying to speak so i think usually it's most easy if that's english But then, you know, sometimes subgroups form and people just start talking if there's like majority of people from German speaking countries. But still, I think in general, like people realize and want to feel uh, to make feel everyone included. So usually we just speak in uh, our native language. But then the thing I would maybe say is just the length of events and their size. I think it was done 
quite well, but sometimes if the event is short, like just one overnight stay, it feels kind of strange to come like if you're traveling a really large distance and then you just stay there maybe for two, three days. So I guess it could be nice if some of the events could be slightly longer. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, if that's during the school year, I don't think I could join because then I would be missing my classes and so on. So I guess it's always type of balancing between like making it just long enough so that people will join, but then that it's long enough that people actually get to connect with each other and get to know each other a bit better. Do you have any recommendations for future youth projects? Well, that's always hard because (laughs) at least I think long term, you just remember the good parts and like it's hard to think of something that I didn't like. But maybe something that you wish for in the future, what you would be interested in in future youth projects? Yeah, maybe I would be interested in trying to connect it with some sort also of direct action. So we are discussing a lot of topics, but I think that the people who decide to come there, they're usually already aware of the issues, for instance, climate change or biodiversity loss or something else. And I don't know, like, of course, you learn something new each time, but I feel there's this gap between us knowing what the issues are and us putting them into some sort of direct action. So that's something I would be really happy to see more of. Um, That's also something that bothers me even in scientific worlds that, you know, like we know so much background, we know how things are working, we have the knowledge But there's this problem with knowledge transfer, like raising public awareness, but also then like putting it into action and making a change in that aspect. It's always interesting for us also to, if you're planning new projects, how we can Mm -hmm. bring in new ideas or other needs. And so now I want to talk about the job shadowing you did at Zipra International in Liechtenstein. Maybe first, how did you hear about the job shadowing program and why did you apply? Yeah, um, so first where I learned about job shadowing, it was actually um, mentioned to us already, I think, at the first meetings we had with the resource project, uh, that there will be different opportunities to do job shadowing. Um, So... At first, I actually applied to go to the IUCN uh, Congress that was supposed to happen, that did happen in Marseille. But there were just some issues with how many of us would go there. So in the end, that didn't happen. But I always also thought it would be really interesting to go to Cipra International because like, that's the main organization that's kind of holds together different types of projects and also it's in Liechtenstein so it had like both aspects of me being really curious about how it looks like there but also you know about the country itself so 
I thought of applying already before, but I never really found the time for it. I thought maybe already in February 2022. And then I received an email. Okay, so this is like last call for job shadowings. You can do them until the end of July. And I was like, okay, I either do it now or I'm going to regret not doing it. So then I replied, hey, I have a week off at the end of July and I would like to come if that would be possible. <laughs> so that's how it went in the end. And what did you do at Zipra International? Um, were you able to use your skills? I was actually kind of worried like what I would be able to do that. Like there's always this thing in the back of your mind, like slight imposter syndrome or... <laughs> I don't know how to call it, but I I did work in an administration like office job before. So I thought like if nothing else, I can at least do something in that area. Um, but yeah, when I got there, I was welcomed really nicely. I also think it was because of the week I chose, like there was just so many people coming in from all the different national Tsipras and like it was just a full office so I guess I got a really good week to come to Liechtenstein uh, but yeah I was working on different projects which was really nice that I wasn't you know just doing one thing but I got included on many different topics and projects so I got insight into a lot of how they work so first I think I started with reports on two projects I was actually just going through the report for a resources project and another youth project. Uh, and then I was working on a report of the activity we did in Innsbruck and a feedback form. And um, then I was uh, working uh, with Manon like on proposal for another project she was doing and just brainstorming some ideas for that. So it was really nice to be able to do different things and get an insight into how projects are also led from the beginning and then how they finish with reports and all the work that goes into actually leading projects from beginning to end. Although I don't think I'm any type of expert in that after four days in the office, but it was interesting to get an insight into this aspect. And did you also learn new things during the work? For sure. I guess especially this part about how projects are led, maybe how they're financed. When you apply a project, just what you need to be uh, thinking of so that you have enough freedom for it to maybe change just slightly after you start and you see you should do something or you want to do something and yeah maybe just working with Erasmus grants and so on but it was also I think really nice to meet all the people that work in the office just put a face behind the name I was maybe reading in an email or something like that and see also how the office dynamics work because as a person who's still in the education process it's always nice to see like how it can look like after you finish your studies like just some different options of where one might find themselves afterwards 
And you said you were curious about Liechtenstein. So how was it to be there? And yeah, how, how would you describe Liechtenstein for you? I think a really nice thing was when I got there uh, that yeah, Zipra provided me with a bicycle. So I was actually staying in Feldkirch in Austria and then I had the opportunity to cycle 10 kilometers to work. Like if I wanted to take a train, I could also do that. And the nice thing about the job shadowing is that we got like all of our expenses reimbursed. So I didn't need to feel worried about any of that just coming to Liechtenstein um, but it was so nice to just take a bicycle in the morning and cycle from Austria to Liechtenstein to the office over all the fields on such nice cycling paths uh, it felt kind of like a fairy tale to be honest and I really enjoy cycling so um, yeah, and then I also was able to go a bit around Liechtenstein and also Feldkirch in the afternoons after uh, my time in the office. Um, and I was hanging out with some people that were also working in the office, some interns. So I feel like I got a really nice experience during my week in Liechtenstein. Would you recommend job shadowing to others? And if yes, why? Yeah, I would definitely recommend job shadowing to others. Um, there are also different opportunities. I mean, um, at least they were in these projects. Like, we had the option to go to any other national CIPRA um, for, like, I think the time frame was three to seven days. Or if they were organizing a project or something or a camp or something. So, you know, joining Cipra International for a week was one of the options and it felt really interesting to me and I had like a really great experience. So I don't know how it was for other people doing other types of opportunities, but I could really highly recommend this one because it was really interesting to get an insight into how an NGO like that works on an international level. listened to an interview with Polona Zakrasek about her experiences within the project resources and job shadowing at Zipra International. This interview was conducted by Maya Matthias. If you are interested to learn more about job shadowing and our current projects, please visit our website zipra.org. My name is Michael Gams. Thank you for listening to our podcast and have a good time in the Alps.
podcast by Cipra. Il podcast della Cipra. Le podcast della Cipra. Der Cipra podcast. Cyprim podcast. Interviews, background talks and voices from all alpine countries. Listen to this and more in the podcast of the International Commission for the Protection of the Alps. www.cipra.org forward slash podcast.